You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. <laughs> it's the DMBA show. It's the DMVR Nuggets podcast. You can combine them into the same thing if you want. I am Harrison Wind. Next to me is Brendan Vote. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure to use the code DNVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. There it is. There it is. Right in that upper right corner. Vote, how's it going, man? I haven't seen you talk to you in 24 hours. What's what's new in your life? It's been a full day. How the heck are you, man? I've been watching more Eurobasket. Really, really fun game this morning, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, those Italians mm-hmm. almost did it again. But I guess I'll just get this out of the way now. I guess <laughs> I tip my hat to Flo and all of our other uh, our, our French watchers and followers. I don't like your team, but I like you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's start there shout out flow shout out france all our followers over there in the great country of france but like the beautiful country of france yeah great food great people great champagne uh france beat italy today in Eurobasket, 93 to 85 vote i know you were watching this game the end of this was was absolutely wild italy was up two with 16 seconds left, ready to go to the final four, ready to play the winner of this Slovenia-Poland game that's actually going on right now. I've got it on another screen here. I'll give you updates as it's going. Ready to play the winner of that to go to the Eurobasket championship. But what happens? Simone Fontecchio, who killed Serbia and is a 90% free throw shooter at Eurobasket, bricks two free throws. And then France gets its OT and then wins an OT, man. A, unbelievable. He, unbelievable. He also had a shot to seal it after missing those with a layup that he bricked at the buzzer, admittedly a tough one. And they scored zero points yeah. in overtime. Uh, 21 Dude. points. He had been playing out of his mind. He obviously played out of his mind against Serbia. Uh, it was looking like a real coming out party for him. Eurobasket 2022 did not end the way. Uh, he wanted to what a game that french resilience that's twice that's two games now by the way they've won were very capable free throw shooters at the line could not get it done so france survives uh good for them good for them france is going to play the winner of slovenia poland which just tipped off slovenia is up nine eight early 
look, we've seen Poland play. This should be an easy, easy should win be. for Luka Doncic, Goran Dragic, Vlako Chanchar, and Slovenia. But we'll see. All of these knockout round games, I think, have been pretty close. Just about. Um, yep. Germany was in a close one with Greece. Spain, 10-point game with Finland. France, Italy was obviously close. So, so we'll see, but... Who do you think the favorite is right now, considering I think we know who the final four is probably going to be? Germany, Spain, Slovenia, France. I mean, Slovenia, look, they're they're just coming off a title. They've still got Luka. I think they have to be at least considered heavily. But I don't know if this is as clear cut. The way the Germans are playing in Germany, they're going to be a tough out. It's true. Spain, which it just almost... It almost seems like it doesn't even matter who's on that roster. They'll find a way to advance. Like they can't be counted out ever. So mm-hmm. uh, they're playing as well as anyone right now. They're they're so well coached. So I think this thing is wide open. Um, I I wouldn't. I mean, I would say France is is the least likely to win it all. But look, it's single elimination, I and mean, we've seen it. And they've survived some. They've been tested, and they've survived. Right. So I guess I'll give it to Slovenia. But but Germany and Spain are right there. Yeah. The single elimination thing is is interesting because it's such a contrast to the NBA. Like one thing I love about the NBA compared to a lot of other sports leagues out there, mainly just compared to the NFL, is that it seems like the best team always wins. Mm. I love that about the NBA. I love that we get usually in a lot of years the rightful champion. Um, you have seven game series all the way throughout, you know, maybe some of those should be five games. A lot of people say, but I actually like the seven game series. I really just think it leads to the better team advancing in most cases. Eurobasket though, you're in a March madness style tournament. You know, this is single elimination stuff. This leads to a lot of upsets. So maybe the best team isn't going to win. You know, I think after this thing is all said and done, you can make the case that Serbia was actually the best team. You can make the case that Greece was actually the best team. Slovenia, probably sure. the third of that top tier, you know, the only one of those that's still in it. So it, it's just interesting. In the NBA, I feel like you usually the best team wins. In Eurobasket, it's just, you know, you can have an off night and you're out. Yeah, I mean, and or just your opponent shoot the lights out. You th- I think about that Minnesota Timberwolves game where Anthony Edwards couldn't miss. Yeah. Like what if that was the playing game, right? Where it's right. Cause that's the perfect example. If Denver plays that team seven times in the playoffs, I think Yoke figures that out. I'm taking Denver, but on any given game throughout that series, how confident am I that it's Denver? Not these, these things can and do happen. So by the way, lest it sounds like we're taking anything away from whoever survives and advances. We're not, you know, that's the point. Not of, at all of what makes single elimination both create both amazing and, and chaotic in that it allows for teams to just find them their best version of their best selves at the right time. And it's not like the NBA I've seen in NFL and, and, and uh, baseball, I've seen bad giants and Cardinals teams win championships. Like the worst teams in the mm-hmm. playoff fields got had at the right time. So it's, you see the value in a series for the team that's heavily favored. Because I think when you come in as an underdog, knowing anything can happen, you play with both a tenacity and a freedom that that must be kind of fun to enjoy. Yeah. If Slovenia wins, how much 
how much like momentum do you think that gives Luca heading into next season? Because I, I look at that in two ways. One, I feel like he's coming in with a gold medal. This is a lot of the same stuff we talked about with Yoke. You're coming into the training camp with a gold medal. You've got the confidence. You've got the swagger. Not that he needs it, but sure. there's just you know a different way you walk when you got the gold medal hanging around your neck. We thought that could be the case with Yoke if he if uh, Serbia won and he came to the training camp that way. But I also look at it the other way, where Luca is gonna carry his team. He's got Dragic, but you know he's the key guy. He could carry Slovenia to a gold medal. Then he's got to carry Dallas throughout next regular season without Jalen Brunson. Yeah, like I feel like this could be going great for Luca, but it could be a tough regular season at least at the start for the for the Dallas Mavs, you know? Yeah, it's a deep run for him after the deepest run he's had leading into a season where his usage might even go up. So that's a good point. You know, if his conditioning is improved, it's good timing because he's got, you know, a country and, and a city on his back right now, it seems like. But also, yeah. man, I think if he wins – Look, he's going to be everyone's hot pick for MVP coming into the season. And if he wins this thing, oh, yeah. that, that's going to amplify, I think, for sure. I get it. I mean, the usage is going to be up and the numbers are going to be there. And he has the eye. He has everyone's eye. He, he catches attention. So mm-hmm. team success will probably play a huge, huge role in that for him. How high of a seed can the Mavericks get? But I think there is momentum towards this is Luca's time or Luca's time is just around the corner. And of course, him winning another one would fit very neatly into that narrative. Yeah, we'll see. Poland's up twenty to eighteen on Slovenia late in the first quarter, so so we'll certainly see. And as you guys are talking about the comments, yes, NBA and their seven game series are exhausting. I mean, we know this considering the Nuggets. They they like to play seven game series, all seven. <laughs> they, they they don't mind going deep into series. But 7, 14, 21, like you could play 28 games, you know, going to the finals. It's a third of the season, more than a third of the season. It it is crazy. It becomes part of it though, right? So navigating such a long season and such a long postseason, there almost are, especially when you don't have that super team, like the Durant S Warriors, some of those questions of just, who can outlast even right amongst a pool of people who are all teams who are all good enough, which team gets either the luck or, you know, or or the health or or both or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's it for the Eurobasket update. We'll see what happens with Slovenia. I'll be checking in uh, throughout the show to, to give you guys updates if you're watching live, but let's hit the mailbag. That's going to be the majority of today's show. We got some great questions from you guys. I don't know what order these questions are coming in. Kale's taking that upon himself. He's got all these ready to go. So let's see what we got here. From Ray, we got a serious question and a fun question. Oh. Who do you project to be in competition with Bones for sixth man of the year? And then a fun question, who on the team or at DNVR do you think most likely to be best at bowling? Hmm. Which one of these do you want to tackle first? Well, the second one has an easier answer. Okay. I uh, I hate to I hate to say this, I really do. I would be I would be very unsurprised if Adam is a good bowler. 
It just seems like one of those things he'd be obnoxiously good at, and he'd be quick to tell us that as well. It would definitely be the thing that he would publicly say he's good at. How good is he? That's That would be the real question. Though. Like, it could be, you know, golf 2.0 with him. That's true. That that died pretty quick, didn't it? We don't hear about that as much. Yeah. What, what are you bold? Are you, are you a bowler at all? I'm a... I have the men- I have the physical skills, but yeah. not the mental makeup. I- I'm a front runner. I, I roll <laughs> until I once I go down, like once I start spiraling, man, it's bad. You know, mm-hmm. I-, I have my rhythm and then if I gutter ball it, I overthink everything. And then I get mad. I get mad that I'm not as good as I want to be. And it's like I- I'm actually not fun to bowl with, is what I'm realizing. <laughs> I bowled for the first time in years couple weeks ago in years had you stepped do? up to the lane bowled a 170 first game Damn. bowled a 170 right off the bat that's second game i bowled a 90 <laughs> so uh feast or famine it, for me exactly yeah i get that i relate to that but i put i mix them into one game you you being good isn't surprising you know i could i bet rk is good at this seems like something he spends time doing RK's probably got his own ball, is what he Yeah, does. yeah. <laughs> he definitely, he definitely has his own ball. Best bowler on the Nuggets. I'm just going to say Jamal Murray. I have a feeling he's just good at bowling. Jamal Murray. Uh, Bruce Brown. I know he's a good golfer. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe KCP, too. I know he's into tennis. Like These just seem like guys who might hit the, hit the lanes more than we know, bro. Yeah. Uh, and then the other part of Ray's question, the basketball part. Who could be in competition for six man of the year um, with Bones? Bones right now is the uh, has the fourth lowest odds on DraftKings Sportsbook for six man of the year plus fourteen hundred. The guys ahead of it, ahead of him: Jordan Poole plus four fifty, Tyler Hero plus five hundred, Malcolm Brogdon plus twelve hundred. This feels like Jordan Poole's award to me. Just like the momentum he had last season, how good he was. Definitely in the early rounds of the playoffs. I feel like it, it's his award to lose. Um, I think Spencer Dinwiddie on Dallas, if he comes off the bench, could be if interesting he because right. he's going to have to play a big role for those guys. Right. Those are the two a, I'd look at. That's a good one, too, unless he's starting. Like you said, Jordan Poole seems kind of the obvious one to yeah. me. He's going to have the flash. He's going to have the highlights. And if he plays well, he'll have the scoring in particular which gives him an edge over a Brogdon, I think. Oh, yeah. Just the sheer bucket getting, which is really what this award tends to be about. Plus, the Warriors are going to be good again, and there is understandably a large Warriors media machine, um, as there would and should be. So I, I, I would say it's his to lose. I think you framed that right. Yeah, I'm always going to be ridiculously high on Jordan Poole just because of that Nugget series. Yep. I still can't believe how good he was in those first couple games. Me either. Me either. All right, Kale, let's go to our next question here. This one comes from another friend of the show, Voya. Oh, I like this question. So, Vote, did you see the trailer for the Redeem Team documentary that, that dropped here the last couple of days? I did. I saw it because Voya was texting me about it long before this mailbag <laughs> question. So I know how he feels. <laughs> Well, that's where his mind's at. He asked, do you think the new Redeem Team doc will increase the level of interest towards the USA national team? Or would it take a big loss again for people to care? 
and why is that? It's a great question. Good time to good time to drop uh, the trailer though for the doc. The U.S. obviously uh, the the top executives in USA basketball obviously feeling a little left out of this Eurobasket hype. They want to get in it, or um, or they're riding the high of but that. Bronze, what do you think, about that bronze? Um, I don't think it will. Yeah, yeah. I don't really think the redeem team is sort of like we care in the moment. And then you say like, okay, thanks for like cleaning up the mess. But I don't, I don't really feel like we celebrate that team. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I don't think anyone is dying to watch. I mean, I'll watch it, but it's in front of me. It's not appointment viewing to me. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I think is it because it's when something is, is, I mean, it's like Yankees fans watching baseball It's or Lakers fans. Like you just start to take this stuff for granted. And when you're expected to yeah. be number one on paper and on the floor every year, it takes not being that for someone to go, oh, there's there's something going on over there. We, we, we There's pride on the line here for us Americans watching who, because the truth is there's not much pride on the line when they are just crushing people in group play of any competition and you, you're like, okay, yeah, I know they're better than the other team. So, I don't, I don't know if this doc mm-hmm. will have much traction, and I, I don't think people are ever gonna care about USA hoops, even the same way they will if, let's say, the soccer team makes even just a, a elimination run round. That's gonna yeah. get people more invested. Yeah, I don't think it will pique the interest or raise the interest like substantially. First off, it's coming out at a weird time, like yeah. October 7th. And I feel like it's going to get lost in the shuffle, you know, just in the lead up to the season. Like that's in the preseason. There's going to be a lot of other stuff going on then. Um, so just kind of a weird time for it. But people only like really cared about the Redeem team because the U.S. was such an embarrassment right. on the national stage for so long. So I'm kind of with Voya where it might take a big loss for people to actually care again. Like I think interest now is above where it was prior to the redeem team, just because you got more stars playing now. It's it's just more of a summertime conversation, but yeah, I don't, I don't really think it's going to move the needle. I've never been the type of guy who's been, um, like, oh, go Team USA. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think particularly in basketball, we go, oh, this is a fun little showcase for our stars. We'll watch our stars play. But it's not – I think few of us are sitting down like there's anything on the line here or there's any sort of identity or nationalism or pride. Like, I feel like that stuff is entirely separate with USA basketball unless we lose, at which point everyone goes, hang on a second. Someone's got to clean up the mess because that's out of order. So I do think yeah. it, I do think it'll take a loss. I, I also think. You go know, ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say I also think that it can continue to grow just interest in USA basketball simply because the competition around the world is so much better that's and continues point. to get so much better. You know, p- people I think would rather see Team USA beat Serbia by ten points then see Team USA beat Angola by 50 points. Right, right. No, I think that's a great point. And I also want to shout out Evan McKee, who dropped a good comment in here. We also don't take 
any of these events except for the Olympics seriously. Like we don't look at the roster we just sent to uh, to America, right? Is that what it's called? So I don't even know the name. Yeah. I don't even know what it's called. And I think if there was, like, if the program as a whole treated this as we'll send younger players that we're developing and we're working on an American style basketball beyond just athleticism. What is our identity, our philosophy? If all of these things were kind of happening, maybe we could follow it as big fans of the sport, but it just kind of seems like wait until Durant's on the team and then, then it's worth watching. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see who the U S brings to the uh, world cup next year are they qualified for that i don't even know see this is this is what we're talking this about is what we're talking about like we are basketball fans and we're not really sure yeah all right let's move on here kale what what do we got up next here uh from another homie josh barnett how long do you realistically think the nuggets are in a title window is it the entirety of our lord and savior nikola Jokic's contract slash nuggets career um, I mean, Jokic, yes, every season that the Nuggets have Nikola Jokic, they will be striving for a championship. That is the goal every single season that Jokic is on this team and he's playing at the level that he is now. But I mean, we saw last year that Jokic can only get you so far, you know? So I think the window it coincides with Jamal Murray getting back to who he was pre-ACL. I, I really do. If It's as long as he and Jokic can be arguably the best two-man duo in the NBA. Yeah. Like I feel like Murray is such a big, important part of this championship window. Jokic can you know, get you home court advantage in the first round. Uh, almost by himself he can get you you know a top 60 as we saw last year by himself but they're not a contender with just him right right yeah I mean as long as he's there and there's an all-star caliber player particularly a guard alongside him yeah. I think your window's open but partial to Murray I mean it's much easier and much more fun to just say as long as those two are here you have a chance you got to get some stuff around them I think we all feel this is the most complete roster they've built you know, the most airtight roster they've built. But you just, I mean, the way I think we've thought about the Bucks for the last, what would you call it, four or five years, where mm -hmm. whether you'd pick them or not, you'd call them contenders, right? Like, they're in the running. They're in the running. And yep. it's just because they're Giannis in the mix. Is. And I, I think Jokic is, is at that level of floor raiser. So I, that's kind of how I view it. Let's take a quick break, though. Yeah. We've got a lot of good mailbag questions here today. Uh, and I want to tell you about our friends at game time. When I first moved to Denver, I didn't know anyone. I wasn't sure how to get to games. I wasn't sure how to afford games. I wish I knew about the game time tickets app. It makes going to sports affordable, but also just a little bit more casual. You know, when you're hanging out with a friend and you realize the Rockies game is on or the Nuggets game is, is happening and you don't have any plans. And you want to go, you want to go, but you haven't had any tickets left yet. That's what the game time app is for. The biggest last minute price drops can be found on the seats. You thought that you could never buy. If you want to sit 50 yard line courtside behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, it's worth checking when you're checking with game time. You won't find a better deal this season on the Denver nuggets because game time is created by the fans for the fans, just like us here at DNVR. 
and they guarantee the lowest price. If you do love DNVR, you'll love Game Time. That's our guarantee. Best way to support us is by supporting or buying your tickets through the link in the podcast description. So check that link there in the podcast description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. DraftKings Sportsbook is America's top-rated uh, top sportsbook. They're also an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's for new users, but everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. This thing is still going on this Sunday, but on any NFL team. And if your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly. They do not have to hold on to that lead. You get to hold on to your cash. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code DNVR. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And we're back here on the DMVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DMVR when you sign up and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, Vote was talking about it, but Game Time is one of our newest sponsors, guys. And I know there's a lot of options out there when you're buying tickets to sporting events, concerts, shows. Support us and, and buy your tickets through Game Time. The link's in the YouTube description. It's in the podcast description if you're listening after the live show. But make game time, you know, your go-to for buying tickets, sports, concerts, shows. Uh, it's, it's really going to help us out. They're a new partner for us, so we're trying to make a good impression with them uh, right off the bat here. All right, Kale, next question. What do we have? Uh, Andy Bailey and Lycos. I'm loving these, man. Andy Bailey, another friend of the show. Can I go on the next Serbia trip? And Lycos, our homie in Serbia who we hung out with a ton when we were over there. Will Ivaka fund my travel to Denver? You know, my answer to this, guys, would be um, maybe. It's worth asking. <laughs> never say never. It's worth it's, asking. It's, I, I, I'll say it's it's on the table. I feel like anything with us can be on the table. Another <laughs> Serbia trip? On the table. On the People table. People in Serbia coming to Denver? On the table. That would be my answer to that. Yeah. Listen, first of all, Andy, yes, you can come. Lycos, I don't know if we can guarantee, you know, documentary funding for your trip, but I can guarantee you a place to stay and a cool sports bar to hang out at. And we we owe you some hospitality. So come through whenever that becomes uh, convenient for you. We've talked about this so much, but when we were in Serbia, we got so many gifts. It's a gift giving culture over there. We got so much rockier for people. We would have to come to a consensus on what the gift is from Denver right? that we give to people coming in from Serbia or Just from like out an, of town. an ounce of weed behind you. You're like, my grandpa grew this in his village. <laughs> God, is it weed? God damn it. <laughs> yeah, just an ounce of kush. Like, my right. grandma grew this herself. Right, because that was the thing with Rakia. The best Rakia you got was just in a used water bottle that's just been repurposed for rakia and it comes from you know somebody's great grandmother in the serbian countryside who's been making their own rakia for hundreds hundreds of years um i feel like there's some crossover yeah with the marijuana that's right just be careful who you take marijuana from because some of it could make you blind and some of it could kill you and some of it is made from horse manure 
That's sorry. That's Rakia. My bad. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Kale, what do we got for our next question here? The homie Miroslav, another homie. All the homies checking in on the mailbag. You wow, gotta love it. What a treat. Over under 1.5 guys out of Jeff Green, Zeke Naji, Vlatko Chanchar, and DeAndre Jordan playing oh, wow. on opening night in Utah. Vote. What do you think? Over under one and a half of those guys. We'll just say in the opening night rotation or just playing in that opening night game. I'm going to say over. I think Jeff and Zeke play. I think DeAndre Jordan is not the backup center on opening night. Okay. Wow. Could be wrong on that. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think that is on the table. I think Denver Denver being willing to say, like, like they're standing by this DeAndre Jordan signing. They felt like he was the guy to go get at a minimum. I you know, respectfully disagree, but I think that doesn't necessarily mean, and they're going to force him into the rotation. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I think the predetermined calculation there was whoever this backup center is, is coming in on that minimum slot. So I don't mm -hmm. think there's any guarantee he plays. I do think Jeff and Zeke play on opening. Night. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think maybe all three of them play, mm. which might sound crazy. Uh, based on how we know Mike Mullen likes to do his rotations. But um, I think DeAndre Jordan plays. I okay. think he could be the backup center, at least at the start of the season. At the start of the season, sure. Um, God, we've talked about DeAndre Jordan so much this summer. It kills it's me. kind of embarrassing. There's a lot more going on. <laughs> talked about this guy who's going to play 10 minutes a game, maybe. Um, yeah. Um, I think Jeff Green is definitely playing. He's the yeah. guy out of those three I feel most comfortable playing. He's a lot. And then it might Zeke, be yeah. either DeAndre or Zeke, depending on if they go with that small or they, they do play DeAndre. Yeah. I, I think Malone's going to – he – I think Michael Malone – I don't know. I don't know. This is just my guess. I think Michael Malone wants to play Zeke Naji. I think he's going to try to find a way – to give Zeke Naji a chance this season. I, I, I think just the sense I get, the summer that I've been hearing Zeke has had, I just, I just think Malone's going to want to give him a legit shot. And giving him minutes on opening night, making that statement, starting the year off that way is a great way to put that into motion. But I also think DeAndre Jordan isn't just like – a guy who's never going to take it off his warm-up for the team this year. I yeah, think he yeah. is also going to play. So I think all three of those guys could play. So could play. I'll I'll go over. I'll go over. It's kind of in a weird spot with Zeke because it would be a waste not to play him. Just looking at where he's at on his contract, his career, you got to start really determining what you've got, or at least how you're trying to sell it or what it can get you back. On the flip side, Denver is kind of in a different place in that more important than anything else is putting the very best team on the floor at any given point in time, because their ceiling is a championship. So, yeah, but I, 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 but here's the thing. Zeke's also a good player when he plays well, that can help you do that. So I think that, I think 
plan A is you play him some, you try, you got to start figuring out what you got, or at least what you could move on from closer to the deadline. Yep. Um, I think so too. Quick update of uh, vote. Poland is up 43 to 29 on Slovenia and going to the line for two points. And Luka Doncic is holding his back or his side. This tournament is madness. Uh, Poland winning the whole thing would be a hilarious outcome. Just saying. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, How's our boy Vlako doing? Nine points in 13 minutes. Uh, He's, he's yeah, and this boy. could be this could be one of those intentional fouls. I will say FIBA a little too excited to call the intentional fouls. There's a middle ground. There is a middle ground. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's been nice to see uh, this side of the fence, but there's a, there's a middle ground for sure. Yeah. Um, no, it's a that's a great question though um, from the homie Miroslav. I think I think all those guys are going to be in the mix throughout the season. Um, maybe DeAndre is eventually out of the mix. But I think at, at the beginning of the season, I, 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 my prediction is all three of those guys are playing. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, I wanted to get to a point that Ice Cave, Ice Cave guy threw out on Twitter. We should probably stop calling it the Euro foul, seeing as they're not allowed to do it. And it happens <laughs> in this league. I was like, that's a good point, actually. <laughs> that's a great point. That's a great point. All right. What do we got next, Kale? OG Mile High fan. Player you're most excited to see in person for media day. In person here is, uh, I think, the the big couple yeah. words because this is muscle watch season. I'm excited to see who comes back in really good shape. I guess my answer would be Jamal just because I'm curious to see how big he looks, you know? Um, in an ACL rehab, you know, you can, you can lift weights, you can get your upper body big, um, the lower body stuff, the strength you build there comes later, but I'm, I'm curious to see how big he looks. I, I think he's going to look like, you know, he's, he's put on some muscle. That's my prediction at least. Yeah. Porter. Cause we haven't seen him in forever, you know, not just that we haven't talked to him, just haven't seen him, you know? And yeah. so. How's he walking? How's he how's he moving? I assume it's well um, physique stuff. What's like the hair? What's the hair look like? The That's going to be a big storyline as well. That's, yeah, that's is he one. going frosted tips? Is he going completely blonde? And then a big one for me. Ever since Tyler Lydon, uh, who's going to show up with a huge owl tattoo with, that just stares at you wherever you go? The tattoo watch is a big part of my media day as well. <laughs> oh man. Media day, um, two weeks from last Monday, a week from next Monday, coming up quick, coming up quick. Craziness. What's next, Kale? From our guy, Mitchie, not a Nuggets question, but why are Daisy Duck and Minnie Mouse so overly sexualized? I find it super inappropriate. This Here is a question. For Brendan Vogt, but you are what? all welcome to chime in with what I'm sure will be a segment on its own. Uh, Vote, I'll give you the floor, man. Mitchie's asking yeah. for it. Take it away. Take it. I away. gotta say, I'm a little confused and concerned as as to this being directed specifically towards me. I hope that's not a part of my brand. I was um, gonna ask, is this like an inside joke between you guys? Or is this not a bit. You talked about in the DMs at all. 
No, no, not a bit that I'm aware of. Uh, I think okay. Mitchie just is like that. I, what can I say? Walt Disney was a weird guy, and that's a very generous description of his character. That's the best I got for you. There you go. There you go. Sorry, Mitchie. Uh, I wish I could do 15 minutes on that, but I think all I've got is 60 seconds. So, when I'll do you have that any- one up to? I, I, I don't. I'll bring that one up to Dev once we get him on the show, though. I'm sure he's got thoughts. Works for me. Uh, John Steichen. Taking the Lakers out of it, which three teams do you each of you wish Schadenfreude, Schadenfreude on this Schoen- season? Schadenfreude. 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 I can't say it. I know exactly. I know what it. I know what it I means. It I couldn't say it though. I can't say it. Uh, sorry. What was the question? Uh, What's the actual? Who do question? we? Who do we wish that? Who do we wish that on this season? A bad season. Yeah. Oh. Well, first of all, this is just asking the basketball gods to just the karma on this is I'm afraid to do it. Uh, but obviously it's the Boston Celtics. What are we talking about? <laughs> Hope they struggle. I feel like this bit is going to kill you like by the almost, end of the season. Almost because, did last year. <laughs> because I feel like Boston is going to be really freaking good. No. They're going to get a title sooner rather than later. It's going to be tough for me to wiggle my way out of that one. but Yeah. Obviously, number one is the Lakers. I mean, everybody on this show knows that. Uh, the Lakers, who I don't even think like we have to really wish a bad season on. I, I, I think there's a good possibility that they it could just be a totally normal season. They just might be bad. Yeah. Their roster is not that good. Um. You know, the other team is the Suns for me. Like, those are the big two out West, Eastern Conference, whatever. But the Lakers and the Suns for me in the West, I'd love if, love it if both those teams have bad seasons. The, the one that's difficult, though, is Minnesota because they're a big Nuggets rival this coming season. They could be the rival, you know, them, the Suns, 1A, 1B. But – I also like am excited by Minnesota. I like them going all in. I wouldn't mind if they like were good in the regular season and they flamed out in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. I hope there's just some some balance there maybe with them. There is something to you're like, oh, I'm glad things are going well in Minnesota, like gentle pat on the head. And they just keep getting taller and taller and taller. And you're like, all right, all right, like don't get too big or too fast or too good. Like I don't, yeah. I don't actually want them to be uh, any sort of substitute for what the Jazz and, and Blazers were at the peak of their powers. But it's also tough because I, I don't want it to be a disaster for Tim either. Full disclosure, I, I hope he, I hope he gets some something out of that ride. So. I'm with you there. Portland Trailblazers will always be in this for me. And like, I don't consider them relevant anymore. So it's almost like a waste of a genie wish. But I, if mm-hmm. I, if you told me that they could have just another disaster season, I would sign up for that pretty quick. They could. I think it's very on the table for them. Very on the table. Uh, the other team I'm thinking about is the Clippers. And the, the fact that the Clippers are a lot of people's pick most people's pick, as we saw in that uh, GM scout coach survey of 15 people by ESPN the other week, 
they're most people's pick to come out of the West. I was listening to Zach Lowe's pod, and he's picking the Clippers to come out of the West. Maybe that's somebody that ESPN talked to in that survey. I don't know. Maybe that's just what everybody thinks. The Clippers in the West. The Clippers are going to be good. I would love it if the Clippers just sucked this season. No, that's a great. I would love that. That's a great pat. I, I don't know why I because they're not the big bad Lakers, right? It's the Clippers. It's not the Lakers, and yet I still feel myself just hoping that whole thing comes tumbling down. I, I've, I'm getting a lot out of Paul George disaster classes. I don't know if that's if he deserves that, but that's that's my truth, and I'm going to speak it. <laughs> love it love it let's hit another break hit some other questions on the other side here all righty we're adding more and more of golf content golf events into the dnvr fold now we've got uh some golf partnerships as well how about pins and aces the official golf apparel partner of dnvr if you want to look like spence on that course I can't guarantee you're going to hit the ball like he can, uh, and I can't promise you that you will grow a mullet. But you can get lots of sweet gear with pins and aces. Uh, we love our pins and aces gear. We get tons of compliments on them on and off the course. Family-owned golf apparel business based right here in CO. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even our favorite beer sleeve. An innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag. Got to keep those drinks flowing the entire round. Priorities. Golf with the fellas, beer with the fellas. They go hand in hand. Check out pinsandaces.com or the ladies. You don't have to be fellas to play golf. It's just an expression. Check out pinsandaces.com and use code DNVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Check them out. Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is a product and an, an inanimate object, and yet I still kind of consider it a close friend. It's gotten me through <laughs> a lot. And I check in with it every day, literally every day, because I don't always have time, but I do want better gut health. I do want more energy. I want that optimized immune system, baby. And I'm not taking 45 vitamins to get there because all I need is one scoop of Athletic Greens, 12 ounces of cold water. I'm getting 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's really easy. And you can feel like you've done what you, you need to, to put yourself on a great start to the day. Athletic Greens wants to make it even easier, too. They'll give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D plus five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com nuggets. That's athleticgreens.com nuggets to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance today. All right, we're back here. I'm going to throw a pick of the week here, DraftKings pick of the week out. Spain is a... Four-point underdog against Germany tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to take four points, man. Like I feel like it's going to be a close game. I'm going to take Germany minus right. four. The host I'm taking Germany minus four. The host team riding the Franz Wagner wave. God, God that's good. the DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Uh, by the way. Poland up 20 on Slovenia. Dude, I, this – I was trying to tell you guys about Poland. <laughs> I was trying to tell you guys about Poland. I called them a wild card. I got uh, shot down. That's crazy, man. Good for that. Is Panika balling? That's my guy. I, I mean, I'm go. sure he is. Let's check it out here. I'm sure he is. <laughs> uh, Vlako Chancher at the line, though. 
trying to make this it's 21 right now trying to make this a less than 20 point deficit um all right kale i just sent you a tweet i want to pull this up here and um this is just crazy. Whenever the Nuggets send out these tweets, that's like on this day two years ago, and they're referencing something in the bubble. I feel like they've been putting these out for like. What did you do when you struggled three months? Um, I agree. But look at Davon Reed getting in here and saying, "And the Joker won back-to-back MVPs after this." This oh. is Mister Nugget behavior from Davon Reed. Maybe he wants into the conversation. Oh, I love it. I love it. Listen, fellas, it's. You can nominate yourself, all right? It's an open ballot. <laughs> We're writing in names, so it's not done. Devon Reed with, with picking up some good offseason points. I feel like momentum around talking about Yoke publicly and defending him publicly as a teammate is happening now in the way it's almost obligatory for the Durants and the LeBrons of the world. You know, it's like you're, you're hopping on Twitter to go, no, no, no. I watch this guy play every day and you guys don't even know how good he is. I know. All right, Kale, what do we have next here? Let's go to the next mailbag question. 13, seven and seven in 17 minutes for Panica. My guy's going off. Wow. That's a Jokic stat line. Oh, on topic, Molly Hunt update and opinions on the race for Mr. Nugget. Uh, let, let me say this first on the topic of Mr. Nugget. Uh, obviously, we take this very seriously on this show, maybe too seriously across mm. the entire network. We will be doing a formal, you know, Mr. Nugget um, coronation. I'll, I'll call it that. So it, it will it will have a whole show dedicated to it. It will be a, an official thing when we get to it. I don't know when we'll get to it, but it will definitely be a full thing. Uh, I think there are still some contenders, and I think it's it's still up for debate. I, it, it has not been decided. I, I can report that. But um, I think we're going to let the process just play out. That, that's what we got to do for these type of things. I, I did put an official AG endorse, endorsement on Twitter. Now, mm-hmm. I want to be clear that I would be satisfied with a Bones Highland wind. And I haven't, I haven't, I haven't made up my mind. But I, I just think I the re, I needed to stamp AG because I don't think it's a shut and close case. I don't think Bones has won this thing completely. Of course, still a heavy hitter. Important update. Did you realize I didn't? He has the same birthday as Gary Harris. Stop it. <laughs> People pointed that out to me today on Twitter. Like, I can't just ignore that to fit my own narrative. I can't. That's that's something we're going to put on the resume for sure. So, yeah. Uh, also, happy birthday, Bones. Who's at the very least. Someone also pointed out someone has to inherit Will Barton's old The People's Champ. So mm-hmm. uh, I think that goes to Bones, if not also Mr. Nugget. So I'm just going to call him that for now until we have a definitive ruling. Yeah. Uh, but I think, man, Luca is hurting. Going into halftime, he's holding his lower back. Jeez, man, he's picked up like three injuries this year on basket. Yeah. He's been gr- he's had his foot, you know, the pedal to the metal the whole way through. In a way, I'm Dude, not sure he does not look good. Yeah. This game, this game looks like it's probably over. Um, so yes, Molly, uh, I think everybody knows the top contenders: Bones, Aaron Gordon. I think there's probably a drop off after that. But we'll give everybody their fair shake. We'll we'll go through the process for sure. 
we'll, we will. And I have to say that next tier, Jeff Green, Davon Reed, sounds about right to me so far. Jeff Green, wow. I like he that. held the mini camp, remember? He, he did hold the mini camp. He did. He did. All right, let's go a bit rapid fire through the rest of these, Kale. Let's, let's speed up this process a little bit. Who has the highest three-point percentage on the Nuggets this season? Love this question from NW Nugs. Uh, let me just give you some context real quick. Last year, Zeke Naji led the Nuggets in three-point percentage, 46%. Dave Von Reed was at 43%. Uh, it could very well be Zeke again, especially because the volume could be lower than someone like Porter's. So you could yeah. see Porter come in at 43% at a ludicrous volume but may not clear Zeke. That said, I'm going to say it's Porter. I think we're going to see him back to just insane shot making with a uh, better feeling back. That's what I'm going to say it's Zeke again, two years in the league, two years above 40% on like two attempts per game. He's a yeah. knockdown shooter, man. He it's people don't talk about how good of a shooter he is for a guy who doesn't play a ton. I agree. All right, let's move on. From Danny Young, did the Greece oh, yeah. Giannis meltdown versus Germany? Meltdown. I love it. Change your perspective critique of the Serbia Jokic meltdown versus Italy. I mean, I think it's kind of what we talked about earlier. It's one game. Anything can happen in one game, like we're seeing with Poland up 20 on Slovenia. It's one game. It leads to upsets. It can happen. You know, all these guys are good. These are all professionals. Everybody all on Italy is playing at a high level in Europe, so... It can happen. Upsets can happen. Yeah, I mean, it's the single elimination thing, which I look, I knew going into that Serbia game, you know, it didn't didn't really change how I feel about Jokic as far as what he contributes to those games. But I will say as far as big takeaways from Eurobasket, we hoped everyone would tune in because of the NBA firepower coming from Europe, the star power, the best players in the world. It would be an extremely ironic result to see some of these other teams win. Ironic to yeah. us. And but the message is still the same. Like, well, it's actually not about the top end talent. The rest of the world is just at a higher level with this game. And, and the, maybe we're aware of it or not as far as individuals in America go, but they're the, the average team at Eurobasket knows what they're doing and they can beat right. you on, on any given night. So I have an elevated respect for the, the, the names and the countries I don't know as well. Do another one, Kel. Mm -hmm. No, it, it is. It it, it it does take the uh, the sting out a little bit for sure, though. For sure. Giannis lost. Now it looks like Luca's losing, so it, it does take it out a little bit. Uh, Magic, Kimura, if all the Nuggets players were in Squid Game, who would be your favorite to come out alive? Um, I never watched Squid Game. I've never seen it. Uh, I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works. I'm just going to say Vlaco because he's – yeah, Black has got to be the answer who, to something. Who could question. survive just uh yeah, who could survive just like a survival of the fittest? I Black, sure. though, I think he's got the combination of smarts and physical strength. That's right. I think and you humility, know. gentle soul, really. Yeah. You know. I good, think I just want to hang team out with player. Tricky. Yeah, I'd, I'd say Black. That's a good by, answer. By the way, Kale um Voya thinks we're cowards for not putting the barf emoji in his mailbag graphic. Just wanted to really relay. I that. tried to, I tried to transfer it. It didn't transfer. Yeah, it just didn't. Um, sorry, K sorry. Kale, Kale says in the comments that the answer to this question is Jokic. He's, He's probably right. Surprised. It's always Jokic. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Revenge Jokic asked, do you think this Eurobasket experience will help brace Jokic for this year's title playoff run? If so, in what ways? Mm. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe Yoke will look at this and say, look, I was the leader of this Serbia team. Um, I'm the leader of this Nuggets team. Maybe I can take some things that I might not have done in that Italy game and put them into this nugget season and, you know, be a better leader, be a better teammate from that. Right. That's, that's the one thing that kind of came to mind because, you know, we talked about it after that Italy game, but there were definitely some moments when just the body language from Serbia, it it did not look like they felt like they were going to win that game in the second half. That's a great point. And it's it's still the one thing we have yet to see him do is, you know, emotionally lift guys outside of the the steady example he is on the court. And of course he did so yeah. little wrong on the court in that game. But yeah, that's probably where I went with it too. Just and he's talked about this. That's I think one reason we keep bringing it up is it's something he's aware about as well. That there's value in that. And I think he's still learning the lesson that in the modern game, even in Europe sometimes. It's that's not just the coach's job. If you're as good as Jokic is, you have a an ability and a chance to inspire people in a way others don't. And so leading by example is maybe a broader concept than he initially perceived. Sure. Or he takes nothing uh, from it and nothing changes. And he wins a third MVP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I'm I'm interested to see the mindset that he comes into training camp with, though. Because yeah. He's obviously, you know, he, this was the first like regular off season that the NBA has had in three years, but it's the first off season where he's been playing like in organized competition. Mm. So I'm interested to just see the level of energy he has and just kind of the mindset and um, just this, the, uh, just the spirit that he's in at training camp. Yeah, I agree. All right, Kale, what do we got next? From at Nino Hinnigan. Uh, Will there be a dev-like segment for ex-Nuggets players in the Jokic era? I think that's a good idea, man. I yeah, think I that's think a you, good idea, Nino. I think you just wrote it, Nino. I think yeah. we are going to do that now. Thanks for giving us uh, segment ideas. I appreciate it. Uh, but before I'll throw it to you, are there any guys that Brendan just will always like? Former Nuggets? This era. Yeah, former Nuggets from this Jokic era. Oh, from the Yoke era. I mean, it's going to be Wancho for me forever. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I still claim him in a way that it doesn't make any sense when you think about the math on the time, how long he's been gone and what he really contributed. Uh, Even Honestly, dude, the Bo Cruz thing, I get a little bit. I'm like, oh, Bo Cruz. No, that's Wancho. Like real, I know, man. You know, I, like, yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You saw the Netflix movie. That's Wancho, and we know the real Wancho. Yeah. What's why Wancho will always be a legend is because he was just here when the Nuggets weren't a championship contender, and it was just the age of innocence for this team, yes. and it was just so fun, and there were no expectations, and it was. Uh, the, the joy was just so great back then. The Wancho um, Land game 
the Wancho block to seal it against Golden State. Both of those Golden State. Yeah, I feel like Torrey Craig's always going to be one of my guys, just because of the his story and the role he filled when he was here, out of necessity. Yeah, and then, dude, this is it feels weird to say that's even former, but Monte Morris is a Nugget forever, dude. I don't care if he plays most of his career elsewhere; he's a Denver Nugget. Absolutely. All right, let's keep going here. We got a couple minutes left. Finish up with some final questions if we have any more. Do we have any more, Kale? Here we go. At Heart Monster 3, which non Jokic player will be the most clutch in late game situations? Love that question. This season. I love this one too. Got to go, Jamal, right? Yeah. Do, do you think that people that don't watch the Nuggets, or even maybe some people that do casually, think of Jamal as a really clutch player? No. I would they I should, think though. I think Utah fans and Los Angeles Clippers fans do for sure. And I think yeah. Nuggets fans do. But I think there's there's a Murray thing, and it's gonna be hard when you play with a guy that's as good as Jokic. You have to be so good to be viewed at something other than like a coat rider, to even just to be mm-hmm. sidekick, you have to be so good. And he's proven that to Denverites, but I think outside of Denver, it's you look at him and you just go, oh, he's that fun guard who eats off Yoke's back. But like the, the perfect yeah. example of this is I think people, I don't think people realize that outside of the bubble, Jamal Murray once scored 50 points with zero free throws on like, what was it? Mm-hmm. 90% from the 85% shooting or something. Like this is a guy who can tap into zones and, and, and get out of his mind, particularly when it matters most, you know, in a way that's underappreciated. Yeah. I, I like hearing this from Steve that apparently they fear Jamal Murray in uh, Phoenix. So has everything that our friends at PHNX been saying just a lie? Are no, that's putting up the front. He's right, though. That's the foundation of that bit. Like, oh, maybe if Jamal Murray is healthy, because Jamal Murray was waxing them for like three straight seasons, every matchup he had. They know it. Yeah. We know it. By the way, did someone just turn my TV on? There's no one down here. Uh, by the <laughs> way, that's not a funny joke. Like, if Devin Booker tears his ACL and the Suns lose, and we go, oh, well, maybe if you had Devin Booker, like, of course. Anyway, sorry, I, I still get mad about it. Yeah, I get mad about it too. But, anyways, Jamal Murray is insanely clutch. I mean, game two versus the Spurs 2019. He's had game winners, he's sure. had shots to send games into OT, had one versus the Bulls last year. There's a five-minute compilation on YouTube that's just titled Jamal Murray being insanely clutch for five minutes. Go watch that. True. He's a clutch. All right. Uh, we got a couple couple more here. I think we got one or two more to finish up with. Bucket since 88. After four straight years – oh, I love this. I love this question. After four straight years of making the playoffs and pulling a two-time MVP, the return of Jamal and MPJ, do you think – this will be the best season yet in terms of fan engagement. I have to imagine Ball Arena will be rocking all season and Denver will be all in on the Nuggets. God, man, I, I hope so. And Denver should be. I've never felt, I've never been as high on like the Nuggets heading into a season as I am this year. Like, this is the year. This yep. is the year it could all come together. The hype is real. 
they've got the talent. They've got the experience. This isn't that young of a team anymore. The city should be all in, 100% in on this team. Ball Arena should be rocking every single night this year. You got to watch a two-time MVP. You got to watch Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., just a loaded team. I I love that question. I like where Buckets' head is at, for sure. It should be, and if it isn't, I sure hope the blame doesn't fall on the fans because I think it, it wouldn't be their fault. I think the only reason, the only reason that a city full of sports fans wouldn't or hasn't rallied around whatever's going on here yet is that they haven't been on TV in the traditional sense for two, three years. Is it three years? Yeah. Is it three years? Who even knows at this point? I don't man. like it's crazy, dude. Um, and just a failure to really capture that momentum at all. Like, again, we've talked about this, it extends beyond the TV things. Like, how many murals do you see? How much merch do you see? How much that Nuggets fandom is not intertwined with being a Denverite in any way? So, it should be. And if it's not, I blame ownership. Yep. Uh, yeah, getting the Nuggets back on TV would be nice. There's just been no updates on that front. Yeah, that's good. Yep. <laughs> Maybe we'll get to talk to Josh in two years. Yeah. There's just been nothing. Great. All right. This from Sailoruva. Will the Nuggets trade for an all-star player in the near future, and who could it be? Uh, probably not. Probably not. This, I think this is the team. Um, you know, look, things can change quick in the NBA. We know that, but like Nikola Jokic isn't going anywhere, no matter what happens. I don't think could like Jamal Murray be traded. Could Michael Porter Jr. Be traded in a couple years based on what happens this season. Yeah. Because you just never know how things are going to go. Um, the likelihood is probably that this is going to be the core though. Right. I would think. Yeah. And if you are going to get another superstar that happens probably via Porter and for that to happen, you need a couple seasons of building his value back up anyway. But I think plan A is to just win with this group because this group is good enough. And I think they've addressed enough concerns with the roster that look, we'll do it at trade deadline time and we'll do it next off season. But I'm, I'm almost bored with hypotheticals. Like I just want to mm-hmm. see them go out and play and win it because they've got enough. And I think yeah. this group has enough. So maybe they've, but I think they just believe they've got guys who can play at a superstar level on the floor with Jokic. And that's really all that matters. Yep. They've got the roster. They've got the talent this year. They've got the depth, the experience. So this is the year. This is the year. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all the questions we've got for today. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I think it's going to be vote and Adam back tomorrow for a Thursday show. I'm sure you guys got something good planned for that. Um, per, a little bit of personal news. This is my last show from an undisclosed location. Bro. Oh, that's uh, great. Are you coming back? I'll to- be, uh, I'll be back in the studio, back in the office with you guys next week. Heck yeah. So I think, yeah, studio good. show should be making a comeback as well. Obviously, we've had a lot going on at the bar, but the plan is to limit these stream yard shows to when they're the only option and when we can be in studio. So 
getting ramping back up into form here wind uh we're we're in a training camp of our own over at dnvr yeah i'm ready we for also it. had a big uh, big meeting this morning big planning meeting oh that's right at uh, yeah. dnvr big, big meeting people here big day for a meeting here at dnvr um thanks for tuning in guys if you haven't hit that like button if you're watching live smash that like button if you have it takes not even a second it takes half a second uh, with that Talk to you guys later.